What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lada, what do you got? All right, guys, you guys know I'm a huge fan of Disneyland. I talk about it all the time. Lindsay just mentioned she is going to go. But one of the sections of the park that my goddaughter is a huge fan of is actually going to be getting shut down because it's getting redesigned. So Toontown will be closing starting March 2022 until early 2023, so for like a year. They didn't really say any details about what's going to get redesigned. Really, they're kind of keeping it under wraps. But they did say that they're adding like a young children, a green area. They're thinking a more spacious I think it's a little outdated. I love Toontown, and I'm excited that they're doing this, but I'm not excited that they're shutting it down, and obviously they have to, to get it redesigned, because that is my goddaughter's favorite thing to do. She runs to Toontown. She loves that little coaster. So I'm like, "Mm, we're going to have to figure out another area for her. But I I dig this. I'm excited for the redesign, because they always do a killer job with those. I'll buy that. I'm like, no one else is buying it. Okay. Okay." No, no, I'll (laughs) buy it. I'll buy it. I was just thinking to myself, and I was, my mouth was about to say something that my mind kind of just, just pushed pause, which is very, very, very rare for somebody like me, mm-hmm. you know, but cause like my initial response is if Disney's going to shut down one part of the park, you're mm-hmm. always looking for a discount, bro. Well, I'm just saying like, Cap, I want you can the have full some experience. of my free tickets. You can have some of my free tickets. You know, when I first started working for 710, I got some card in the mail that was like, Hey, here's your Disney card that you'll get. You know, you'll get into Disneyland for free with like a guest, and I can't find it. So we'll figure that out. I'll help you out with that. Yeah, how about that? Lindsay will just help you. How about that? Yeah. That is what you need to yeah. know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Will you help me find uh, it? Oh, my God. I'll just get you a new one. Oh, that's even better. Gracias. So, real quick. Yeah. Um, today is a very special day in the world. Okay, before I get to the Lakers and kind of who do you trust, it is very special because it is World Toilet Day. (laughs) And when we were talking about this before the show, Lindsay was like, well, why is that such a big deal? I mean, I don't know, because we'd be pooping in the woods probably still. You know what I mean? Like if that thing hadn't been invented, you know, does anybody know who invented the toilet? I don't actually know. Because like, let me ask you this. Do you know who invented the light bulb? Uh, Isn't it uh, Thomas Edison or whatever? Sounds right. I don't know if that's right, but it sounds right. Anybody know who developed and, and invented the telephone? No, I'm, hold on. In, invented the light bulb? I, I, or, I, I, yeah, I think I'm you're right. I think it is Thomas Edison. I think that sounds right. And if not, we'll I, just go with it. I know who invented the toilet. I just looked it up. Oh, because... Like, yeah, it was we, Thomas Edison on the light bulb. So who invented the toilet, Lindsay? Uh, Wait a did second. Did we lose her? Because, George, no, who Queen invented... Queen Elizabeth. Wait, say, say that say again because we lost you. Yeah, we bro- you broke up. I said, uh, most historians credit Sir John Harrington, a poet and a godson of Queen Elizabeth, as the inventor of the flushable toilet. Wow. Because mm. I was going to get at, we know who invented the light bulb, Thomas Edison. We probably all know who invented the telephone, right? Does anybody know who invented the telephone? Isn't that Alexander, Alexander Graham, Bell? Graham Bell? See, very good. And yet, yeah. the toilet, equally as important as the telephone, equally as important as the light bulb, I would argue. And yet, none of us really know, and none of us, I don't think, were ever taught in school who the brilliant person was that well, truly did invent the toilet. According to History.com, uh, they're saying in 1775, Scottish inventor Alexander Cumming uh, was granted the first patent for a flush toilet. Wow. Wow. I got to tell you guys something. to be a debatable topic. 
Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know we were going to debate who but think the about founder that. of the like, toilet is. Think about it. We, we, I mean, it's not that long ago, right? How long? It, I mean, it's 200, less than 250 years mm-hmm. since toilets have been around. Yeah. It's not a long time when you think of the history of the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you put it in, in the grand perspective of how long the world has been, you know, and people have inhabited the world I for have thousands recently, of years, you know? Yeah. I have recently gotten into a new kind of toilet. Um, the toilet is called a toto. Does anybody know what a toto is? <laughs> a no. what? A toto. That sounds. T-O- first of all, that sounds mm-hmm. naughty as hell. It's not a toto. Toto. You can Google this thing. Yes, squatty okay. potty. It's not a squatty potty. Although I am very familiar with the squatty potty. Mm-hmm. I am. I am. I got three daughters. I got a squatty potty. Okay. The toto is a. Uh, you replace the toilet seat on your toilet, and it sprays water. To clean the back door, you know? So it's like a bidet. It is exactly like a bidet, but instead of getting off the regular toilet to then move over to the European bidet, this is actually a toilet seat that's on the toilet, and then it it sprays the water. And I got to tell you something. This is a complete game changer for anybody that knows what I'm talking about, because I don't have one, but my (laughs) girlfriend does. But I was always afraid to use the bathroom in her bedroom Anytime I had to go use the bathroom, I had to go to some other bathroom in the house because I don't want to do that in her room, you know? But now that she's got me into this Toto thing that cleans it up, like spraying water, I'm telling you guys right now, I'm celebrating National Toilet Day today at my girlfriend's house. Because of her Toto. Of course. (sighs) What a name. What a strange name for that thing. A Toto. And of course, Kaplan loves it. Oh, dude. Laura? Laura. You need to come over now. One you know day what? Do you know why toilet. I said that sounds naughty or nasty? Right? Because that that phrase in Spanish can mean other things. Is what uh-huh. I'm saying. A toto. Yeah. See, am I cursing in Spanish on the air? No, not necessarily. It's more You're like flirting a nickname. With it. You're flirting. It's more like a nickname for like other things. You know. You just I'm need just to add, You just need to add. Yeah, yeah. It's really funny that you guys say that because when I heard it, I thought of the dog in the Wizard of Oz. Isn't that his yes. name? Yes, kind of like the dog in the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. See, yeah. I guess I gotta I gotta do better with my Spanish. Yeah. Uh, so, how do you feel about Crypto.com Arena? So this is very interesting to me, George. That when the announcement was made that the deal with Staples is coming to a conclusion. And that Crypto.com has paid $700 million, or will pay, $700 million for the naming rights of the arena. I'm not going to call Over it. Over 20 years. Yeah. Right. I thought to myself, that's really, really cool. Because anybody who is skeptical about cryptocurrency, you got to be looking at this going, 20 years from now, what will the world be? Because these guys at Crypto.com are a relatively new company, and they've already been able to raise the kind of money and generate the kind of money that they can even put out a 20-year, $700 million deal. But what I find super interesting is how many people get really upset because to them, it's Staples Center. It's where Shaq and Kobe won championships. Yes. It's where I have memories, and it's, uh, it'll always be Staples to me. I don't know why people get so hung up on corporate sponsorship for the name I, of a building. I don't, I don't even think they think of it as a corporate sponsorship, I think is what I would say. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, because it was the original name. Now, I'm with you, okay? Like, the reality is, look, if they did it to Dodger Stadium, I say we riot, 
Okay, because that has been the original name from the from the jump, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I get this has been the original name from the jump, but there's no corporate sponsorship atta- attached to Dodger Stadium's name, right? So I, I feel like there's got to be a delineation here. And yes, some of the greatest moments, forget about just Laker history, some of the greatest moments in basketball history, okay, have happened at Staples Center. Um, but... You know, like it's it's still an office supply store, but, so I'm, I'm kind of right, with you on that. Right, and right. by the way, if mm. somebody's going to pay me seven hundred million, I- I'll change my name to Crypto.com. Right. Mm. right. It, this, this whole thing had me thinking. And Laura, I hear you. I, I can't wait to hear what's on your mind. <laughs> I can't wait to hear because you're you're going. Mm, mm. Well, you, you are you like committed to the Staples Center? In other words, three or four years from now, will you still be calling the Crypto.com Arena yes, Staples? Staples. You will. Yes. And it. so I have my friends are really big into crypto, whatever. Right? I'm not going to get into that. But I agree with Sedano. If someone's paying me that much money, like, you know, like, you would get swayed to change it, whatever. But for us L.A. people, it means so much more than a, you know, supply store. And especially being a Kobe fan for me, like you guys saw everybody on social media was like, that's the house Kobe built. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's that's where I'm coming from. I'm coming from that person that, sure, you know what I mean? And, and it means it's more than a name for us, especially here in L.A. and people that grew up with this building. So it's just like... But I think George uh, is right. I don't think anybody goes to the Staples Center and they even associate Staples with the store mm-hmm. that in all likelihood the brick no. and mortar staple store in 20 Correct. years won't exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this yeah. had me thinking, George. Let me let me throw this at you. You ready? I'll tell you the name of the corporate sponsored arena and you tell me who plays there. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Smoothie King Arena. New Orleans Pelicans. Very good. The Footprint Center. The what print center? Foot. F O O T. Who plays in the Footprint Center? Oh, wait, I know where that one is. That's the Coyotes, no? Uh, the Phoenix Suns. Oh, the Suns, my bad. Yep, yep. Okay, right. so I had the right state. Right, yes. but but think about that. that. The reason you don't know it is because how many names have they had? You know? A million, yes. Right. Okay, how about this one for you? You ready? You're going to love this one. Okay. Uh, the Climate Pledge Arena. The Climate Pledge Arena. Now, that yes. to me sounds like it has to be in a specific... Um, I'm trying to think of like what kind of state that would. I'm going to give you a hint. You ready? Okay, wait, wait. Uh, okay, it's probably the Pacific Northwest. Keep going. You're on okay. to something. You're on to something here. Well, it's not. It's clearly not the Portland Trailblazers because nope. that one is called nope. um, the Moda Center. Um, so is it where the new the new hockey team plays yes. in Seattle? Right. Yes. Okay. Right. Yes. It used to be the yeah. Key Arena back yeah. when the Seattle Correct. Supersonics were there. Correct. But now yeah. that it's the NHL's. Seattle Kraken, the Kraken Pledge yeah. Arena. Kraken. Kraken, Kraken. Yeah. Kraken. Yeah. Okay, there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know why people get so hung up. Laura, I think you, you it's interesting the way you kind of mm. feel about it because I can tell you guys this, having spent 20 years in San Diego, prior to the stadium that was Qualcomm Stadium, it was called Jack Murphy Stadium. And people Correct. didn't want the corporate sponsorship, so they called it the Murph. You know? But then everybody just started calling it the Q. And then that sponsorship deal ended, and then they called it something else, but people still called it the Q. So I think you're right, Laura. People will still call Crypto.com. They'll call it Staples. And it's clean. Staples. Staples Center. You know no, what I, I mean? get it's it. Clean. But th- you'll be able to call this one the Crypt or something like okay, that. Okay, I mean, like Russell. <laughs> like he said, he's like the Crypt Center. That yeah. was funny. No, yeah, I'm people not are already speculating that when there's a big game or a big storyline, it'll be yeah. Tales from the Crypt. 
Yeah, I mean, people will be. Oh, that'd be a great headline. At, at the at the end of the day, dude, if somebody pays me, se- and Laura, what I was referring to was like that, Tales from the Crypt. That's what I was referring yeah. to. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, I mean, $700 million, bro. Like, I literally would go from George Sedano to Crypto.com Sedano, okay? <laughs> Yo, like, you, stop. You know what my pastor posted on his IG? He goes, look, what? if somebody were to donate to our church, $750 million. But they said my wife had to pop three more kids. Be like, baby, the Bible said you got to you gotta obey your husband. I was like, no, he didn't. <laughs> he's like, who is not going to change their name? He's like, stop playing. Because he's the yeah. chaplain for the Clippers. So he's like, right. I don't care. I'll call it the Crypt, the Crypto.com. Whatever you want me to call it.com, I will call it for that much money. I was like, yeah. No. yeah. I, I'm actually surprised they went with Crypto.com Arena. They probably should have gone with Crypto.com Center because then you could call it the Triple C. Oh. Yeah, I, I do think Center is probably, now that I hear you say it, is probably a better word than Arena. But I, I just, I wonder and I assume that Staples, when, when the renewal came up and they said, hey, look, it's going to be about $700 million. That's what it's going to cost for the Staples arena. like, peace out. Yeah. yeah, Staples is like, hey, dude, do you know how many paper, how many pieces of paper and how many printers and how many highlighters and how many Sharpie pens we got to sell just to yeah. put up the $700 million yeah. over the next 20 yeah. years? Well, thanks. speaking no of thanks. which, we got to sell some spots here. So you're going to have to uh, you're going to have to be quiet for a second. Oh, so. all right. Darn it. Yeah. We're going to do our uh, picks against the spread in the next segment. Um, so we're going to do that. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, before we get to picks against the spread, you know it is National Camping Day today. You big camper cap? Because I don't care for camping, to be quite honest with you. George, I'm going to tell you something right now. In my entire life, I have never gone camping, never one time. It's just, uh, it was something that my family, like just my parents, it was never, ever discussed. Like, hey, family, what would we do this weekend? Well, Let's go I, it's camping. funny you say that because it was never discussed in my family either. I did it because I, w- I was dating a girl at the time whose family liked to do it every year. Um, and I went one time and I was probably like 19, maybe 20 years old. And I was like, nah, bro, this ain't for me. I did it the one time because I didn't do it pre- in previous years that I was dating her. I was like, nah, nah, nah. And then they were like just giving me all sorts of crap about it. And I was like, all right, I'll do it once. And I did it once, and that was the end of it. I'll never do I would never do it again. It always sounded good, like, oh, fun. I'm going to take a sleeping bag and a tent and a fishing pole, and I'm going to light a fire, and I'm going to sit out at night and look at the stars and play guitar. But there's a variety of issues there. One, I don't play guitar. Two, I'm... If I'm going to go travel or do something, I want it to be a lot easier than what I just described. And so I, I got to be honest, I've never gone camping. It doesn't mean I'm not open-minded to give it a try, but I have literally never gone camping. So my mom would say something in Spanish that Laura would appreciate. Um, and, you know, she would say, <laughs> she would say, pa que voy a pasar? Uh, what was it she would say? Pa que voy a pasar? Um, uh, 
God, dificultades por gusto. Like, in other words, yeah. Like, why would you do something so hard for no reason? Like, yeah. you know, get out of here. Sedona you know? Mama is smart. You know, My mom like, said something it just very seems similar. silly. Yeah, yeah, not for me. But, you know, Laura, you and I were talking about this earlier because we, we did this conversation back in the day when Greg was here, when mm -hmm. he was going glamping. His and glamping. we found out because you and I were, like, staunch in saying, like, uh, you know, that was a cultural thing. That's mm -hmm. how I would like to describe it. Yes, yes. But we found out a lot of Latinos went camping, you know what I mean, that day. And a lot of black people went camping, which I, I, I just on. felt like I didn't, I didn't grow up with a lot of Latino and black people that went camping. It just Me I think not where I'm from. Yeah. We don't want to rough it out like that. Like, you came, yeah. my parents already roughed it up enough to get to this country. Like, they don't want to be doing all that. <laughs> now, Linz was, <laughs> uh, was camping a big thing in the uh, Fulton household. Yeah, I mean, my family still goes camping every year. Wow. We don't, I mean, we, we don't really rough it. Like, we, we didn't, like, go in tents. We went in these, like, crappy old cabins up in um, Allegheny State Park, which is in New York. But, I mean, it's not even so much about, like, the roughing it part. That stuff is kind of, you know, that's, like, the side thing. You get to go hang out in nature and, like, get away from everything. And plus the mountains are beautiful and the stars. I love camping. I still go every year. I'm willing to try it. I'm not close-minded. I to cannot it. believe you've never tried I've never camping done it at either. your age. No, but you know what, Lindsay? It's insane. Like, like when I grew up, my parents like there were no vacations. You know, my father worked seven days a week, and and when he wasn't working, he was thinking about how much he had to do for work. And it's not like he right. had, you know, Same. an executive's yeah. kind of job. My dad owned a gas station, you know, and prior to that, he was an electrician. And I do remember, like, when I got a bit older, we would have like weekends, and it was like Sunday morning. Instead of us staying for all day Sunday and getting home late Sunday night, Sunday morning, my dad was like, let's go. I'm like, where are we going? He's like, I got work tomorrow. I got a lot of things to do to prepare for work tomorrow. So, I mean, I just camping was never something we ever did. Never. Wow. Yeah, no, not for me either, bro. I got to be honest with you. Like, you guys are missing wasn't. out. It's a good time. Yeah. Well, I'm willing yeah. to try it. I'm willing to go. Who wants to go camping? I've never done it. I've always thought that I wanted to do it until people are like, the bug, the this, the that, no, the roughing bro, it out. I was like, you I know I almost what? cursed. I almost said that bleep sucks. <laughs> it yeah, does. Yeah. Why? Like, if if I do the glamping thing, even though I gave Greg a lot of grief, I would probably do the glamping thing just because I have a bathroom, I have a shower, I can, you know, properly be inside somewhere. Oh, no, no, for sure. I, I wouldn't Pero, even do the glamping, but whatever. Like, you know, I mean, I guess I would still As do a it. Latina, like, I don't need to rough that out. No, thank you. No, gracias. I'm good. Yeah, we're good. You guys are soft. Me, I'm willing to try. Sure. I mean, perhaps. Camp I mean, camping, I'll take it. <laughs> it yeah, builds character. And you, I know character. how to. No, it does. No. I know how to start a fire. I do too, I girl. To. It's called the bonfire in Elsa. You know what I mean, like Dockweiler Beach or something. Like it's okay. I know how to do that. And uh, we build character at my house with a chancla. Like my mama don't play with that. So that's how I build my character. I what don't do you mean a chancla? Woods. What do you mean by that? You don't know what the chancla means? La the chancla? chancla? I don't either. <laughs> that's the the shoe. Like a slipper. It's a oh. slipper. Oh. I'm going to send you guys they just throw that thing at you like a boomerang. And, and it, it hits you in the head you. and it comes right back in her hand. Yep. That's exactly what I'll take what the it was. camping. I'll take the camping. <laughs> you know, Laura, I yeah. think my mother was maybe more violent than your mother. I mean, my parents weren't violent, violent. No, that's just a natural part of growing up Hispanic, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mother used to say to me, my mother would say that first she would do this. She'd say, your big mouth is going to get you into trouble. And by the way, she was right. Um, she would... Threatened to put pepper in my mouth. Did anybody else have their parents threaten or actually? Chile, yeah. Okay, so mm -hmm. my mother would put pepper in my mouth when I would say something that she didn't like. Or she would put me in a headlock 
take me into the shower and then stick a bar of soap in my mouth, which was always disgusting because that was the same bar of soap she was using in the shower, if you know what I'm saying to you. Um, mm. And then my mom had mm. this one threat, and, and I always thought it was just a threat until one day she tried to execute. She told me, if you don't stop, I'm going to sew your mouth shut. And I'm like, yeah, okay, Ma. Yeah, go ahead and try. Go ahead. And what did she do? She sat me down on the floor, sat on the couch over me. She grabbed my lips, and she was trying to take a needle with thread and stick the needle into my lips. So she And I don't think she was really going to do it. That sounds quite traumatizing. It was traumatizing. Yeah, I was like, damn, yeah. Very violent. Very violent. <laughs> like Raggedy Ann over here. Yeah, really. Very violent. This turned really dark. It explains really a quick. lot. Right. I, I, no, no, I, I kind of like it. I got to be honest. <laughs> I'm okay with it. He's like, we didn't have it that bad, Laura. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kind of like it. Uh, all right. Let's get, give me the NFL music so we can do our picks against the spread here, real quick. All right. So we've got five games here Raiders, Bengals, Chargers, Steelers. Wait, don't Cowboys, you guys want a standings Chiefs. update? I don't. Oh, yeah. Hold on. I think last week I got no. destroyed. Uh, all right, okay. Uh, Packers, Vikings, and then Cardinals, Seahawks. Uh, go ahead, Lindsay. What are the uh, standings update or whatever? All right, with a whopping two points last week, I'm now at 35 points. Uh, Cap had a decent week. Uh, he had four, four points. So you're at 45, and Sedano had a great week, nine points, put you in the lead at 48 points. Okay, hold on. Okay, I want to hear that one more there. time. So you, I had nine points and what? So uh-oh, we're losing Lindsay baseball. Oh, we're losing Lindsay. Yeah. Lindsay you might want to sign off and do it over again. Just because uh it might be easier. Uh She's all right, in the intern while Lindsay does that, I think she said I was in the lead. Nonetheless, all right, yeah, Laura, hit we... the music. Let's just do that. Yeah. Let let's hit the music. All right, first one. Raiders, Bengals, Bengals. Okay, the Bengals are a one-point road favorite here. I feel like this is a big overreaction to the Raiders losing as much as we just talked about them, you know, 30, 40 minutes ago, whatever it was, them kind of struggling. Um, I, I don't. I think the Bengals have also been very up and down this year. Um, they're good, but I don't feel like they're great, and this is like a perfect spot for the Raiders to get a win at home. So, um, especially coming off multiple losses. So, I'm going to take the Raiders here, Cap, plus the one at home. I love me a home dog. And I'm going to make that my four. So, I'm going to go the exact opposite direction. Cincinnati's coming off a bad loss at the hands of Cleveland. And then they come off a bye week. And I think that Cincinnati is going to win the game outright. I've got Cincy to cover. And that is also my four. Okay. Uh, Lindsay, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm going to so, go so Bengals okay. as well, and I'm going to make them my three because I'm not super confident, but I feel like it's it's a lock. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, – so we actually have – next we have Chargers-Steelers. So that line, I want to get the most updated line, is seven right now. So the Chargers oh. are seven-point favorites at home against the Steelers. Now, here's the thing. I don't know who's going to start a quarterback, okay? So because I don't know who's going to start a quarterback, you know, if it was Roethlisberger, even though he's old and beat up or whatever, I would feel better about it than Mason Rudolph. So I'm going to say the Steelers still cover the seven because it's a lot of points, but I'm only going to make it my two. So I'm going to go Steelers, and that's my two. I'm going to go and tell you that right now the Steelers will come to L.A., they'll show up in SoFi Stadium, and 
they're going to be shocked that the entire stadium is black and yellow. And the few powder blue jerseys that will be seen will stick out like a sore thumb because that's how much black and yellow there will be inside the stadium. The Steelers will cover the seven points, and that is my five. I am ultra confident that the Steelers will at least cover, regardless of who's playing quarterback. Wow. All right, Linz, let's make this a little faster. I'm also ahead, I'm also going to pick the Steelers. Um, I'm confident, but not as confident as Cap, so I'll make it my four. Okay. Uh, let's go Cowboys-Chiefs. Um, look, Chiefs are rolling right now, two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Uh, I like the Chiefs to beat the Cowboys. That's my three. Yeah, I've also got this as my three, and I've also got Kansas City to win the game. Um, Dallas is good, and but they're a little back and forth, right? I mean, last week they won big. The week before they got killed by Denver big. I think Kansas City's on their way back. I'm going to take them because they're home. Kansas City is my three. Hmm. I guess I'm just going to try and pick up some points here, and I'm going to go Cowboys, but I'll make that my one. Okay, fair enough. Green Bay, Minnesota. Green Bay, one-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at Minnesota. This feels like Vegas wants you to take Green Bay, and I would give it more uh, points, but I kind of feel better about the other games. I'm going to take Minnesota, plus one-and-a-half at home, and that's my one. Cap, quickly, go. Exactly same pick. Minnesota at home. It's my number one. I'm not terribly confident, but I think Minnesota can actually win the game outright. It's my one. Lindsay. Um, I'm going to go Packers, too. Okay. Cards, one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at Seattle. Uh, I feel like Russell Wilson uh, was really bad last week. I don't think he's going to be as bad as he was. The Packers' uh, secondary is really damn good. The Cardinals' secondary is not. I think Seattle, as a one-and-a-half-point dog at home, give me the 12th man in Seattle. That's my five. That's how confident I am in them. I'm also with you on Seattle. I think Russell Wilson getting shut out last week against Green Bay. I definitely think he and Pete Carroll make their comeback starting this week. Not that they're going to come back and make the playoffs, but I definitely think they got to show up because people are talking about firing Pete Carroll in Seattle. I'm going to take Seattle, but I'm going to take it as my two. Well, I'm picking Seattle, and five is all I got left. Okay, fair enough. Uh, All right, that is our picks against the spread. Uh, we will keep you posted on Monday. Monday's our only show next week, so we have a lot to talk about on Monday. All right, coming up next, big deal or no deal. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com hi it's mike greenberg letting you know espn bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring the official sports book of espn has exclusive offers and markets from scott van pelt stephen a smith and me plus many more from the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Speaking of big deals, a big deal for you to call the right attorney. When you're injured in an accident, call my friends at Sam and Ash Injury Law at 800-304-2000. That's 800-304-2000. Se habla espanol.
and visit them online at samandashlaw.com. Linz, what do you got? Well, Sacramento King Center, Tristan Thompson, was not happy following his team's 107-97 loss to the Timberwolves last night. During his post-game press conference, Thompson was asked if inspiration needed to come from Kings head coach Luke Walton or vocal leaders on the team, including himself. And he said, no man in this world should rely on another man to inspire them. No one should ever need a coach to inspire you. If you don't get inspired in a game, you shouldn't be on the court. I don't need no bleeping coach to inspire me. Never have, never will. The day I need a coach to inspire me is the day I'm bleeping retiring. Uh, is Tristan Thompson's rant a big deal or no deal, Sedano? Big deal because I think he's on a young team where a lot of those young guys immediately, because the culture of just a lot of people when it comes to basketball is immediately, immediately to blame the coach. Look, I have my own reservations about Luke Walton as a head coach. I have certain things that I like and I don't like about the way he coaches teams. But I'm with Tristan. Like, at the end of the day, you just have to go in there, and motivation should not be something that should be generated from another person. I'm with you. Like, you should have your own motivation on a daily basis, particularly as a professional. So I'm with him. But I'm also going to say deal. big yes, deal like here. It. Yeah, I like it too, George. I'm going to say big deal here also, but, but I'm just going to add this. It's not just because of what his message was, which, which according to Tristan was, I don't need another man to motivate me. Okay, fine. But I think what he really was saying was, don't put all this blame on Luke Walton exclusively. You know, we're the players, we're the guys out there that are wearing the uniforms, and we're the ones that are playing. So it's not about us being uninspired by our coach. It's about us not being very good. And so I thought the message was, was more about taking some of the heat off the coach. That's the way I listen to it anyway. I think there's nothing right, wrong next? with a little motivation, and I think he needs to chill. But, you know, on well, to the next I, one. I love great motivators. And by the way, Lindsay, one of the greatest ones I was ever around, ever, in my long time in this industry, former Cleveland Browns head coach Marty Schottenheimer was probably the greatest motivator I've ever been around in, in pro sports. So I love being motivated by coaches. Yeah, everyone's different. All right, so next one. According to a new report, the Tampa Bay Rays, who had the third lowest attendance again in MLB, are inching closer to playing in Montreal. Rays team president Brian Ald has reportedly put forth a proposal that would offer a split residency between Tampa Bay and Montreal. The proposal would require a new stadium in each city. And the sister city's idea suggests that while both locales would struggle to support a full-time franchise, Dual home setups could work with half the home games taking place in both Montreal and Tampa Bay. Is the Rays president putting forth another proposal to split the team's residency a big deal or no deal, Cap? No deal for me. By the way, it's a terrible idea. I mean, just a terrible concept. Okay, listen, if you're Tampa Bay, you can't get anybody to come to your games, and even when you've been good, you can't make a mark in that community then here's what you should do. You should try and get to Las Vegas as fast as you can. You should be trying to beat the Oakland A's to Las Vegas. If you can't succeed in Tampa and you think splitting homes between Montreal and Tampa is a good idea, dude, hustle, get to Vegas. Terrible idea. 
Uh, I agree with you. Uh, it is a big deal because the last team to do that, if, if I recall correctly, was the Montreal Expos who were playing some of their games in Puerto Rico uh, prior to their removal from Montreal. Um, and then eventual uh, landing spot in Washington, D.C. as the Nationals. But, yeah, I, I think that is a terrible, terrible idea. Um, it really is. Uh, Cap, I actually think they're doing that on purpose to show Major League Baseball we can't draw anywhere. I agree. Um, so find us a new home. Whether, yep. Wherever that is, let's find a new place to do that. I, I think I that agree. that's part of their plan. That could be yeah. me. Right, that it's such a dumb idea that we got to get those guys out of Tampa. We can't have them going to Tampa. By the way, if you can't get a new stadium in Tampa where you think you could draw people, why would you get two new stadiums? That is so dumb. But maybe Makes it's no so sense. All right, uh, yeah. All right, on to the next one. Although I would like to see Montreal again. You know, I do think that those fans got gypped in a lot of ways. They had a really cool logo, too. Oh, yeah. Great logo. One of the better logos in MLB. All right, so with Keaton Slovis still sidelined by his lower leg injury and the season at a crossroads, now USC will turn to dynamic freshman quarterback Jackson Dart to make his first college start against UCLA on Saturday at the Coliseum. USC interim coach Dante Williams made the news official during the Trojans live radio show Monday night, breaking with his previous trend of not announcing the starter. Is Jackson Dart starting this week a big deal or no deal cap? I'm going to say it's a big deal, and I'm going to say it's a big deal because it's against UCLA. And, George, I don't know if you'll recall. I'm sure you will. But remember earlier in the year, USC was struggling. UCLA kind of got hot for a little while. They had that win against LSU. And there was so much talk about this is a UCLA team you should get behind and jump on the bandwagon, and they're going to be for real. Well, as it turns out, they weren't. And USC's had a terrible year. But I say it's a big deal because you're getting your first start against UCLA, so in your major rivalry game, and it also really does indicate the end, in my opinion, of Slovis as the quarterback at USC. If I were him, I would take off for the NFL as fast as you can. And even though he's not really had a great last two seasons, he's going to have an opportunity to play in the NFL. He may not be a first-round draft choice, but now's the time for him to leave. Yeah, I... I agree with wholeheartedly with everything you say, and I do think it's a big deal because Dante doesn't say that stuff. And also, Jackson Dart is an incredible prospect. I don't think there's any doubt. I did the game at Washington State when Keaton got knocked out with a neck injury, where Jackson also got dinged up with that knee injury, but you know he toughed it out and threw four touchdowns in that game in a game where they were down 14 nothing. And uh, I think the kids got the goods for sure. Um, I will also be calling that game this weekend on ESPN Radio. Whoop, whoop. You can listen on the app. Um, go, because George. I don't think we're allowed to carry the game on 710 um, because we don't have the rights. But you can listen on the app if you're around. Uh, you can stream it in your car or whatever um, and listen to me call the game. So it'll be fun. Is, so I'll way. be there we, to uh, to do that. It's, it's too bad, actually. Why that is to... is just the way rights work, Kaplan. No, no, I don't know if you I, realize but, that. You've been in no, the radio no, business for a long time. Hold on, smart guy. <laughs> hold on. Okay, smart guy. Hold on a second. When ESPN had the Dodger games – we aired the Dodger games because it was a That's because they were on ESPN Radio. The has different well, rules. Well, well, well hey, right. Lindsay, the, the Lindsay, Lindsay, hold Lindsay on. Baseball, who's, who's doing on. this game? But it's hey, not on. Hey, listen, the, it's, it's the, the NCAA has different rules than, than the NBA, than Major League Baseball. I'll give you an example. If the Clippers would have gone to the NBA Finals, we would not have ran ESPN Radio's Clippers NBA Finals games. We wouldn't have had the rights to do it? Because each league... Each league has its own thing. If you don't like Major League Baseball, they don't care. Like anyone, ESPN Radio can run the Dodger games, um, but that's Major League Baseball's rule. The NBA says that if there's a team in your market, um, you're not allowed to run um, 
the ESPN radio broadcast in the NBA. So if the Lakers are there, it didn't matter because we'd have John um, and Michael. But if it's the Clippers, we won't be able to run it, and the NCAA has a similar rule to the NBA. I find that very interesting because um, you figure that it's ESPN national radio. And if Take you're it an up ESPN with the bosses. Say again? Take it up with the bosses. Oh, no. Listen, well, I just, but I just, I just explained it to you. Every league no, has a good. different idea about that. I didn't know. I thought it was an interesting question. Everybody here is such an expert in media rights and, and rights holders. I mean, for the I'm love not, of God, you've worked in radio for 25 years. Yeah, but, but George, it doesn't mean that I necessarily know, and I'm not un- embarrassed to admit that I don't. If well, it's an ESPN national game and you're calling <laughs> it, it would occur to me that you might be able to actually air it on 710. Is, it, is that really that embarrassing? <laughs> no, it's not embarrassing, but we've just explained it to you three different times. So right. it's like, and I so don't know why I, you keep... And so now I know. I think he needs a graph, like a pie chart or something to show him. No, not at all. You've explained it. <laughs> I didn't know the rules of, of college football. And I, I didn't think that that was really the case. But you've explained it nicely. Fantastic. Right, Can't wait for that. App. How about that? I'll be yeah. listening on the go. app, George, just so you know. You'll have me listening yeah, on the app. Yeah, not on 710, because you, you can't hear it on 710. Right, because, because you, you we don't have the rights. Part. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This is okay. why you should vote okay. for Scott Kaplan on the Mandy's at 710awards.net for uh, craziest host of the year or uh, funniest host of the year, because he doesn't uh, you know, he gets into these kind of discussions with us. <laughs> Do you want craziest or funniest? Which one would you prefer? Um... You know, I just want one. I mean, I'm kind of like Mason in that way. I'd really like to win one. No, Mason wants them all, it feels like. Yeah, I'd be happy with just one. That's why he's got all those burners, you know? Well, I just want to stand on the stage and accept an award, you know? I've never really done that before. Ever? Well, we'll get one for best show, so you don't have to worry about that. Well, there you go. We'll all go up together. Mm-hmm. All right. Can I do all the right. next one now? Yeah, we do it like, like the Oscars and the Emmys, where everybody goes right. up together. The whole crew comes up. Producers, directors, right. actors, the whole crew. That is big deal or no deal each and every day at 630. Uh, before we go to traffic cap, and we got one more segment to go, Rams all access at 7 o'clock. I want to get into this Troy Aikman thing who's just, I mean, he's lost his mind basically on Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, yeah, independent woman. There are some songs that are like anthems. And this one for the ladies, I feel like I remember in 2000 this song came out. And every girl I knew would be jamming to this song when this mm-hmm. song would come on in the bar, the club. They're just certain songs that get the ladies going, and this this is definitely one of them. This is when know, it was still Destiny's Child, too. You know, I've told you, George, I find independent, successful, business-oriented women, I find that to be very, very sexy. Lori, you tell me all the time, most guys don't feel that way. They're intimidated by that. But I love that. But you're they older. Are. Yeah. You're yeah. older, so I think older men appreciate that. Guys my age, I'm 33. Correct. They're idiots. No offense, guys, but, you know, they, they're intimidated by it. You know, I don't really know, though, if if being older is really the case because I feel like guys are just sort of insecure anyway. Maturity, you're right. No matter how old they are, you know. But uh, I don't know, man. It does it for me, you know. Independent business women. That's sexy. Hey, George, we spent a lot of time today talking about Anthony Davis. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. And I know you wanted to talk about yeah. Troy Aikman, but let me just ask you this final question on Anthony Davis. Just, just give me sure. your perspective on this. You ready? Here goes. If I told you right now yeah. your choice is Anthony Davis or Giannis, who's your player? Like if I had to pick one to play on my team? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm taking Giannis. Okay, not even close. I'm with you. So that that kind of to me, that's sort of like my end all be all. You know, is keep dropping for 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 all of the AD hype and all of the cheat code talk and all of the top five players in the league and all this kind of stuff. I'll take Giannis all day, every day over AD. That to me is the difference. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, he's a two. One guy's a two-time MVP, and one guy is a you know second-team All NBA guy. I mean, that's not a shot. That's just the reality of it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just. I guess what I'm getting at is, AD, he's really a nice player, you know, but I don't see him as like legendary. And the performance last night. I know. Again, we spent. A oh ton well, of time I don't know about it. that. I mean, I'm. I mean, legendary. I mean, I don't know, man. That just feels like it's such a like weird, like subjective thing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like his career's not done yet. Like, I, I don't. You know, some guys can be legendary sooner than others, right? Like, but I, I don't want to s- label him something that he can't be yet when he's still, you know, probably got at least another five, six, seven, eight years in his career. Well, um, he has a championship. It is with LeBron, and without LeBron, we see what the Lakers are. At least right now. I just hope LeBron comes back tomorrow night, but comes yeah, back healthy. I mean, again, man, I, I, I feel like you're – you're. I, I'm with you on a lot of this, but that – I just got to draw the line on that one. Like, I'm not ready to go there. You know what I mean? Like, you know, led, Giannis is legendary. There's no question. He has cemented himself. He has uh, put himself in a position that very few have had. You know what I mean? Like, and he's only 26 years old. And by the way, he just said in a GQ interview recently that maybe when his deal is up that, you know, if, if there's a new challenge somewhere else for him – Maybe it won't be in Milwaukee. So you never know where he ends up. Could be here. There's an Antetokounmpo here, I believe, if I recall correctly still. <laughs> there has been. Is he still on the team? Yeah. There's yeah. Uh, there's an Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, here in L.A., and Troy Aikman and Boomer Esiason are being cranky old quarterbacks and saying that uh, he's causing problems for the Rams. I find this hilarious because – he literally played 15 snaps. And last time I checked, Odell Beckham Jr. Kaplan was not the reason the Rams got mauled in the run game. Nope. He doesn't play defense. He does not play middle linebacker. He does not support the run defense. I think what Troy Aikman and Boomer Esiason are getting at is this perception that they have. And by the way, I shared that perception before Odell signed with the Rams that I consider him, I perceive him, to be a self-centered me guy, not a team guy. That if I don't get the ball, I'm going to whine and complain until I get what I want, which is to get out of Cleveland. Most people are like, well, dude, grind it out. Work hard. Practice. Study film. Be a great teammate. Do anything you can. But Odell wanted out of Cleveland. And so he got what he wanted. He forced his way out. Right, He'd been there almost three years, though. It's not like like he, you know. He well, he had one minute, he had one you know? year where he had a thousand yards receiving. He had one year where he hurt yeah. his knee, and he had this year where he hurt his shoulder and he was complaining that he wasn't getting the ball enough. So, you know, I think I think guys like Aikman and Boomer Esiason, they look at football from their perspective, and what they see is, you know, hey, I'm the quarterback. I'll get you the ball when I can. But if you're a jerk, guess what? You're not getting the ball. And I don't know that that's why Baker Mayfield didn't throw it to him. But that's the perspective of old quarterbacks, don't you think? I mean, I get it, but I mean, listen, dude, like, I mean, I love Michael Irvin, so I'm not calling – but Michael Irvin 
you know, will tell you. I mean, he worked as hard as anybody. There's no doubt. I'm not, I'm not debating that part of it. But I don't know Odell's work ethic like that. But, you know, Michael Irvin was in, you know, one of the original, quote-unquote, diva wide receivers. Yep. <laughs> and he readily admits that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I, I mean, I don't know what Troy is referring to. He played with a guy with a pretty monster personality back then, too. But, but I think Michael Irvin, as much as he was, you know, a, an outspoken, outlandish personality, don't you perceive Michael Irvin, though, as being a good team guy? Sure, I, yeah. But do I, you, I don't do know you, where this notion of Odell being a bad team guy comes from other than from outsiders because the people well, from the inside, the players that he plays yeah. with, mm-hmm. don't say he's a bad teammate. No, they don't. They, so they it's either he's... it's either coaches he's played for or um or or outsiders, and I, I don't know. Like I can't like if I'm a coach on a team, you know, if the players are telling me he's not a bad teammate, then why am I to assume he's a bad teammate because he doesn't listen to me the way I want him to listen to me? I, I don't know. I mean, that, well, I mean, I, I think I think. Listen, let me ask you a question. Do you think Kyrie Irving's a good teammate? Yeah, but I think that there are actual players who will tell you he's not that. Okay. Well, in Odell Beckham's case, the perception, that's the important word here, perception is that when you force your way off of a team, you don't care about your teammates. You care more about yourself. That's the perception. Whether it's right or wrong, whether it's reality or not, is another question. But that is how I believe much of America looks at Odell Beckham. Now, guys like Keyshawn and guys like Michael Irvin may look at it differently because they were diva wide receivers. Whereas Troy Aikman and, and Boomer Esiason, those guys were in control of who gets the ball. So it's not really a major shock that two quarterbacks feel one way about Odell and two wide receivers, just using Keyshawn and Michael Irvin as examples, how they see this story completely opposite. Not surprised. Are you? Uh, no, I'm not. I mean, I get it, but, you know, I don't know, man. I just don't. I don't go to Merce Eisen for my, uh, you know, modern-day wide receiver talk. Of course I mean? not. Me. I mean, he's now so much he, – he's so far from being contemporary, you know, which is why it kind of cracks me up when I hear about Al Michaels moving to Amazon to do Thursday Night Football and this rumor that Troy Aikman may join him. I actually wonder to myself – I get it. Troy Aikman was the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. He won three Super Bowls. But – He's not exactly what you would call contemporary any longer. And that goes for Phil Sims and Boomer Esiason. But, you know, those guys, especially Boomer and Phil, those guys are New Yorkers. So in New York, they work for CBS because in New York, people in New York only think that what happens in New York is what's happening in the rest of the country, as I'm sure you're very well aware. Yeah, for sure. Uh, by the way, uh, real quick before we move on uh, today, uh, happy birthday, Mickey and Minnie Mouse. I didn't realize they both had the same birthday. So, I didn't know uh, that. Are they the same age? Uh, I don't know. I would assume so. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I didn't. Know. Lindsay, do we know if uh, Mickey and Minnie are the same age? I think they are. Okay. They have go. to be, yeah, right? Couple. Were they born it's a power the couple. Time? The original power couple, Mickey and Minnie. There you right. go. Um, right. George, what's and, the And it is tonight? also, yeah. And also National Carbonated Caffeine Caffeinated Beverage Day, oh. which are things that I do not drink for the most no. part. So I'm drinking an unsweetened black iced tea. So plenty yeah. of caffeine, but uh, but yeah. none of the bubbles. What's what's for dinner? Can we just yeah. have a quick conversation? Because I'm I'm really a, a little I'm hungry. Uh, not quick. It's got to be like ten seconds because I've got to do a read here. But it's oh. going to be Greek ribs. We're making Greek ribs at the house tonight. So okay. Uh, anybody have but, a good idea? I'm starving. 
Okay. Uh, well, have some Greek ribs. We have 10 seconds, Kaplan. Do you want to say anything else before we go? I would like to say to everybody, since we're not going to be here tomorrow, have a great weekend, and we're back on Monday. All right. Lindsay and Laura, great job. We will talk to you el lunes. Have a great weekend. See ya.